Acts 16, verse number 26 is where we will begin today. The Bible says, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. Let's go back to verse number 25. Let's start there. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good one to start with. Scripture says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas pray. Verse 25 lays some good foundation where I want to go. Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. The Bible says, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there came, there was a great earthquake. Suddenly there was a great earthquake due to what took place in verse number 25. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. The prisoner, the guard here, was put in charge of making sore Paul and Silas. And of course, all of those that were in prison, he was charged with maintaining all the people that were in the prison, especially Paul and Silas. And if there was any attempt of escape and successful attempt of escape, he would have been put to death. So he was just taking matters into his own hands in this regard. And the scripture says in verse number 27, he drew out his sword, would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. For we are all here. Somebody say, I'm still here. Somebody say, I'm still standing. Oh, say that with a hand raised right now. I, I'm still here. I'm still standing. Does anybody have that testimony here this morning? I'm still here. I'm still standing. <laughs> I want to preach this for a few moments this morning on a simple subject. After all I've been through. After all, I've been through. Lord, have your way in this place, oh God. This is your church. We are your people. God, I'm your vessel. Use me, oh Lord, for your glory. Help me, God, to speak every word that is intended. And I pray, Lord, that my flesh will not get in the way. Help me, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Before you're seated, I want you to clap your hands for all of our guests that are here. All of our guests. Welcome all of our guests here today. We thank the Lord for each and every guest that is here. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for being with us today. You may be seated. In Jesus' name. Chapter number 16 of Acts is what we are reading here. We started at verse number 25 in our reading. And if we were to look at Chapter 16 of Acts opens with a very uh, 
first mentioning of a young man by the name of Timotheus, or as many of us know him as Timothy. For the Bible says in Acts 16, verse number 1, it opens up by saying, Then came he to Derbe and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewish, and believed. But his father was a Greek, which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. The scripture goes on to say in verse number three, him, speaking of Timothy, would Paul have to go forth with him? Timothy was raised by a believing woman. The Bible refers to her as a certain woman. Whenever you're reading scripture, it's important to take note on words that the scripture puts emphasis on. For the Bible says that she was a certain woman. And it calls Timotheus, or as we know him as Timothy, a certain disciple. So the Bible refers to her as a certain woman. However, Timothy's father was not noted in Scripture as a believer. There is something to be said about a believer in the household. Never underestimate the power of the effect of a godly parent in the household. Never underestimate that. I know it gets hard sometimes when you're the only one in the home that believes, the only one that makes a concerted effort. I know that the road is not easy oftentimes, but Timothy here was raised by the Bible, lets us know a godly woman whom Paul considered his own son in the faith. It is this same Timothy who would later be entrusted to pastor the people in Ephesus. That would never would have happened. It never would have happened if Timothy's mother would have just given up on herself, given up on what she believed in. But because she stuck with it, because she never threw in the towel, she was able to help raise a son that would later become a preacher in the gospel. What I'm simply saying this morning is never give up. Even if you're the only one in the household that believes, there's something to be said about somebody in the house that sticks with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So even if you have a spouse that sits home and doesn't press their way to the house of the God, no, you get up, you get dressed, you get those kids ready, and you press your way to the house of the Lord. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. So Paul took Timothy with him on his journey and had him, the Bible says, if you continue to read in the book of Acts chapter number 16, the Bible says that he had him circumcised. He had him circumcised because the places that he was going to be taking Timothy to go visit held on to the Old Testament Jewish custom of circumcision as being a part of salvation or at least deeming it appropriate to do what was right as a Christian. 
It is interesting because Paul had him to do this. I begin to think about an example because oftentimes Paul had, well, in this particular case, Paul had him do this because of a custom that was to, uh, where he was going to go uh, when it comes to the people that believed, the people that were considered Christians. So Paul had Timothy circumcised so that he would still be effective. And I remember when I invited a guest speaker to my father's church many, many years ago, and uh, on this particular case, it's not there anymore, but many churches used to have the in remembrance of me table. You remember that table? In the remembrance of me table right in front here at the altar right next to the podium. And at this particular time at my father's church, he had the in remembrance of me table. And I invited this guest speaker to come and he didn't really understand uh, the customs uh, of the church. And so here he is up here preaching and he's getting excited and he's going and moving and jumping and gyring. And he gets so excited that he stepped on the in, in remembrance of me table and stood up on the table. Well, I don't know what the custom would have been here if somebody would have stood up on the in remembrance of me table. But everyone that was standing, everyone that was clapping, everyone that was amen, and they immediately sat down. <laughs> Everybody stopped clapping. Everybody stopped amen, amening, if that's a word, it is today. Uh, but it just sucked the air out of the room. I mean, all the air was gone out of the room, all because of the custom. So even though Paul knew it was not necessary, he had Timothy circumcised so that he would not lose his effect in that area where they were ministering. The scripture lets us know as you continue to read in the book of Acts chapter number 16 that a vision came to Paul at night that he should go to Macedonia. The scripture says in Acts 16 verse number 10, it says and after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. He was led, being of Paul, was led into the capital city. The Bible refers to it as the chief city. And it is this same city where Paul would later start a church and soon write a letter to this church that we call the book of Philippians. For the Bible says in verse number 12, it says, And from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, and a colony, and where we in that city abiding certain days. In verse 13 says, and on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the woman which resorted there. See, Roman authorities did not allow Jesus believing religious groups to gather inside the city limits. The city limits where many people would want to gather, but they did not allow this at this time. The women gathered to pray outside of the city because of this. And I thank the Lord for these that were determined to not let anything stop them from worship. I actually thank the Lord for these precious women that said we're not going to allow the authorities to stop us from worshiping, so they decided to go outside the city limits. But I am very thankful that we have men as well as women in this church that will allow nothing to stop them from worshiping the Lord. One thing that I was very excited about on this, on this morning, that the first seven out of ten people that came into the prayer room were men. 
I am thankful for that. I'm thankful that we just not only have women that lead in prayer, but we also have men that have a desire to lead in prayer. There is something about when men have a determination to come to the house of the Lord, not only to be here, but to be a part uh, and to be able to have the mindset to pray, to worship, and to do the things necessary in order for a move of God to take place. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that we have men as well as women that will let nothing stop them from worship. The scripture begins to let us know in verse number 14. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, the Bible says she worshiped God, whose heart the Lord opened that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. The Bible says, and when she was baptized and her whole household was baptized, she besought us saying, if ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. So while Paul and those that were with Paul were in Macedonia preaching and teaching and the Bible lets us know they were also baptizing. Anytime you're going around teaching and preaching and also results begin to follow, opposition will come. It's amazing to me how oftentimes many people will come and ask me, Brother Robinson, how is it and why is it? It seems like anytime I'm trying to make the right decisions in life, it seems like all hell is breaking loose in my life. It seems like anytime I'm trying to do the right thing, it seems like that's when everything is coming against me in my life. It seems like when I'm trying to pull away from the world and when I'm trying to make the right decisions, that's when it seems like all of hell is attacking me. Well, we must understand this very simple principle is that, see, when you are not trying to do the right thing, that's when the devil had you in his grip. But when you are trying to make the right effort and live for God, see, that's when Satan is losing his grip on you and anytime the enemy thinks he's losing his grip that's when he's going to try to attack you even more to try to gain more grip but somebody here today just needs to shake themselves just a little bit and say Satan you had your chance to grab hold of me but now I'm shaking myself of anything that you're trying to pull me into hallelujah Amen. Amen. So his grip is not as tight. His grip is not as strong. And it's important to let the enemy know that he had his chance. You know, the scripture lets us know in Micah, it says, rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. And so it's important to let the devil know every once in a while, this is what I do. I tell the devil, see, you had your chance. You had your chance to rejoice. See, now it's my turn to rejoice. Oh, stay with me because we're going somewhere here in a little bit. See, you had your chance to rejoice, but now it's my time to rejoice. Every once in a while, I've just got to let the enemy know that. See, don't rejoice against me because even if I stumble, I shall keep on walking. Even when I fall, I shall get back up. Even when things happen and come my way, I'm still going to rejoice in the Lord because I'm not giving up. I've come too far to give up now. See, you had your chance to dance. Now it's my chance to dance. You had your chance to laugh. Now it's my time to laugh. You had your chance to keep me down, but now I'm rising. 
The scripture says, let, let me just build some more foundation before we go a little bit higher here. The Bible says in Acts chapter number 16, verse number 16, it says, and it came to pass as we went to prayer. Uh-huh. Say the moving of the Holy Ghost, somebody. Say move, Lord, move, Lord. See, and it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us. Because this is what happens when you're preaching and teaching and baptizing, the enemy will work. When you're, I'm trying to help somebody here right now. Let me pause for a moment. When you're wanting to do the right things, wanting to walk the right way, the enemy will come. So think it not strange when fiery trials come up against you. Nah, don't think what is wrong with me. No, there's something right with you. That's why the enemy is attacking you because you're doing something right. If you weren't being attacked, then you're doing something wrong. If you walked in here and everything is just peaches and cream in your life, then you need to check yourself. But if you're wrestling with anything in your life you ought to rejoice in the Lord because obviously you got the devil's attention And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul in us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which showed unto us the way of salvation. Now listen to this now. The scripture says, I'm going to read verse 17 again. It says, the same followed Paul in us and cried, saying, these men are the servants of the most high God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Was she speaking truth? Yes, she was. And the Bible says in verse 18, and this did she many days. But Paul being grieved, turn and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And the Bible says, and he came out the same hour. See, fortune telling, just to give a little history here, fortune telling was a common practice in Greek and Roman culture. There were many superstitious methods by which people thought they could foretell the future. This young slave girl had an evil spirit and she made her master rich by interpreting signs and telling people their fortunes. What the girl was saying about Paul and Silas was true. So why did it annoy Paul? Because the source of her knowledge was demonic and truth and evil do not mix. That's why people of the truth should not be going to palm readers. That's why people of the truth should not be going to fortune tellers. That's why people of the truth should not be calling psychic hotlines. That's why people of the truth should not rely on tarot card readers. But we stick with the truth and that truth is only found found in Jesus Christ. The scripture says, and when her master saw that the hope of their gains in verse number 19 was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. And the multitude rose up against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. But the scripture says in verse number 25, but at midnight. Somebody ought to say that right now, but 
at midnight. I was always curious, why was it so important to include what time it was? Why did the scripture emphasize the time of day? Well, see, midnight signifies two things that no other time of day does. It signifies the end of the old day and the very beginning of a new day. And here Paul and Silas have been talked about. They've had their clothes ripped off. They've been embarrassed. They've been beat in the open and thrown in the prison. The amount of pain they have suffered, the amount of hurt their bodies have suffered, no doubt tears continuously flowing down their face. But the Bible says, but at midnight, but at midnight at the changing of the time at the changing of a new day it was at the changing of that particular moment they had a mind change they begin to wipe the tears from their eyes and proclaim I'm done crying I'm done licking my wounds I'm done feeling sorry for myself and I'm turning my sorrows into joy I'm turning my mourning into dancing those somebody's mm, I feel like preaching right now. I feel like dancing. But Paul and Silas, while still in shackles, while still bound up, said, you're not stopping my singing. While the blood is still dripping off their back, said, they're not stopping my praise. You're not stopping my prayer. But I've come to magnify the Lord with all that I have. Paul and Silas, while the blood is still stripping, while the blood is still dripping, excuse me, from the stripes that they took, from the stripes that they took on their back, from all the stripes they took on their flesh, while all the things are happening to them, how embarrassed they were, how ridiculed they were, they had a made up mind at that particular moment. I'm going to trade my sorrows. I'm going to turn my mourning into dancing. I'm going to have a determination. I'm going to have a change of mine and I'm going to pray and I'm going to sing praises all I begin to think about was after all I've been through I'm not going to stop after all I've been through after all the hurt I've been through after all the pain I've been through after all the agony I've been through oh I'm preaching to somebody's 2020 after all I've been through this year you mean to tell me I'm going to sit here and be quiet but at midnight but at midnight, I've come to preaching to somebody's. I've come to preaching to somebody's spirit here today. After all you've been through, I still gotta praise. After all I've been through, I still gotta worship. I, f I feel like just preaching just for a moment, <laughs> but I just want to tell you something. Just, just give me a little bit here. <laughs> After all that I've been through, can I testify? Because <laughs> uh, somebody needs to testify right now. <laughs> After all I've been through, <laughs> oh, if, I, if you can just have the mind of Paul and Silas, Sister Carson. <laughs> After all they've been through, all the embarrassment, <laughs> all the shame, <laughs> all the ridicule, <laughs> all they were doing was just preaching and teaching and baptizing, <laughs> but yet they were embarrassed. They were ridiculed openly. They were beat 
beaten. They had their clothes ripped off. They were thrown in prison. All the things that was happening, no doubt the hurt, the pain, the agony. No doubt they were so sore they couldn't even move. And now they're in shackles and bonds. But the Bible says at midnight, at the turning of a new day, I cried yesterday, but today I have joy. I was hurting yesterday, but today I can dance. Yesterday I didn't feel like it, but today I feel like shouting. I've come to tell somebody, no matter what happened to you this year, you ought to keep on praising. You ought to keep on magnifying. I've got a reason. I got a reason to praise him. It doesn't matter what you feel like. It's about where I'm going to. Hallelujah. Ah. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself because of a few more things I really want to say to you. But I really want you to understand. And I'm trying to behave as much as I can. Uh, but I'm, tr- I'm not trying to push you. I'm trying to elevate you. And once you elevate it, you will be pushed. I'm trying to elevate your mind today. Because Paul and Silas had to have an elevated mind. But at midnight yesterday's gone today's a new day oh i feel like saying that again yesterday's gone today's a new day yesterday's over stop living in it stop soaking in it stop licking your wounds but rise up and praise the lord It was their prayer. It was their praise that caused the great earthquake. It was their prayer. It was their praise that the foundations were shaken. It was their prayer. It was their praise that caused the doors to immediately be open and everyone's bands were loose. And the Bible says that the keeper of the jail drew out a sword to kill himself. But the Bible says in verse number 28, but Paul cried with a loud voice saying do thyself no harm for we are all here somebody say I'm still here for we are all here after all we've been through we still here after all the stripes I took I'm still here after all the humiliation I'm still here because if anybody had a reason to escape out of that prison it would have been Paul and Silas if anybody should have ran it should have been Paul and Silas oh I'm preaching to somebody right now somebody should have took their life but you're still here somebody should have gave up but you're still here somebody should have threw in the towel but you're still here somebody should have turned around and gave up on God a long time ago but you're still here the devil thought he had you but I'm still standing the devil thought he had you defeated but I'm still rising the devil thought he took my praise but I still got a worship you gotta excuse me but after all I've been through I'm still standing I'm still moving I still believe Some ought to tell your neighbor, look at the new me. 
Oh, y'all ain't talking to nobody. Come on, tell your neighbor, look at the new me. Look at the new me. Yeah, I'm not talking about yesterday. I'm talking about the new me. The new me. See, some of you still view yourself as the old you. You need to start looking at yourself as the new you. Yesterday's over. The old me is over. I'm going in a new direction. I'm moving in a new way. I'm walking in a new light. I'm walking with new understanding. It's somebody midnight tonight. It's someone's midnight today. I don't know whose midnight it is, but it's somebody's midnight. I'm going to say that again. It's somebody's midnight right now. I'm speaking to somebody's spirit. It's somebody's midnight. Uh-huh. 11.59 just passed. The clock just struck 12. And you ought to praise him as if... You ought to praise him how you want to praise him. You ought to lift him up how you want to lift him up. You ought to give it to him how you want to give it to him. I said the clock just struck 12. 11.59, yesterday's over. A new day is here. A new opportunity is here. Oh, come on. Wipe those tears from your face and rejoice. I know you're still bleeding. I know you still have hurt. I know things this year haven't been perfect. I know things this year have been hard. But I dare somebody like Paul and Silas. But at midnight. But at midnight. They begin to pray and sing praises unto God. Hallelujah. When I should have turned away, when I should have gave up, when I should have walked away, when I should have told myself, don't even start it. All the things that we've been through this year, all the things that some of us have been through this year, all the chaos and turmoil, headache, pain, suffering, all the fear, uncertainty, and doubt that some of us have been through this year. After all I've been through, after all the things I've been going through, after all the depression, all the stress, all the hurt, all the arguments at home, all the uncertainty in my spirit, after all the things I've been through, Paul and Silas said, we're all here. We're still here. Don't do yourself no harm. I'm still here. I should have ran. I should have walked out of here because it was through my prayer and praise that the doors are open. So I should have walked out. I should have walked out of here. You didn't unlock the door. You were asleep. It was through my prayer. It was through our praise that not only our bands was loose, but everybody's bands was loose. Mm. I'm trying to help somebody affect your family. It's going to be through your prayer. It's going to be through your praise. Everyone's bands was loose. I should have walked out, 
but I'm still here. Oh, does anybody have that testimony? You should have walked out, but you're still here. You should have gave up, but you're still here. Because this year, the devil's trying to rob you of your faith. He's trying to rob you of your joy. He's trying to rob you of your praise. See, some of you are still sitting there because you don't get it. Somebody needs to rise up to your feet and say, I'm still here. I'm still standing. I still believe. I still have a praise. I still got a praise. Scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? New. He's a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. I wonder if I have any new creatures in the house. new creatures I'm trying to I'm trying to open up somebody's blind eyes here today I know it's Sunday morning but boy I wish I had like two or three hour runners in this church because I'm telling you we have to put yesterday behind and it is midnight I don't know whose midnight it is I may be preaching to two people in this church but I'll preach my heart out for those two I'm telling you the clock has striked midnight and you ought to wipe your tears stop licking your wounds I know the blood is still coming down your shirt I know the blood is running down your leg but the Bible says at midnight they wipe their tears they changed their mind and they said we're gonna pray instead of pout we're gonna sing instead of have sorrow Because the enemy will try to take your life. Uh-huh. He comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. Uh, come on, you can be seated for a moment. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Uh, that's what he comes to do. He's trying to take your life, but you're still here. He tried to ruin your marriage, but you're still together. Oh, I know I'm preaching in the Holy Ghost. He tried to ruin everything about you. He tried to take your kids' life. He tried to take your grandkids' life. Oh, but God is still moving. God is still working. Many of them are still here. He's trying to pump so much fear and uncertainty into the life of people, into the life of believers. This world is going to suck the faith right out the church, but we're still here. We're still gathering. We're still coming together. We're still magnifying the Lord. We still got to praise. After all you've been through, Yeah, just think about that. After all you've been through. After all I've been through. I still got to dance. See, at some point... You've got to wipe your tears. At some point, you got to stop licking your wounds. At some point, you got to have the mindset of Paul and Silas. No doubt they were in torment that whole night. Bible doesn't say how long they was in prison. Scripture doesn't signify what time they went in. All it signifies is the shift. 
all it signifies is the change because that's what the Lord wanted to highlight and bring out to us. It's not about how long you've been in your mess. It's not about how long you've been dealing with your mess. God is more concerned about the shift. He's more concerned about when you change your mind, when you begin to change your thought process, when you begin to change the error of your ways, when you shift and start praying, when you shift and begin to sing, that's when your bands begin to become loose. That's when doors begin to become open. That's when things begin to happen for you and your family. So I wonder if somebody here today will have a mind change. I wonder if somebody here today will have a mind shift. I wonder if somebody here today has not lost their praise. Am I preaching to anybody here that will step out of your comfort zone and stop sitting there looking all cute and begin to stand to your feet, magnify the Lord, and know that he's good and he's been good all the time? Hallelujah. That's it, Sister Hawkins. You praise him. I wonder if somebody would follow her steps. If she can move, somebody else can move. But you ought to trade your sorrows. You ought to lay it down for the joy of the Lord. You ought to magnify him after all you've been through. After all you've been through. See, I want you to understand this. The old me, I would have gave up a long time ago. The old you would have stopped coming to church. The old you would have went back to drugs. The old you would have went back to smoking. The old you would have been back to cussing and gambling. The old you would have went back to lying and cheating. Yes, the old you. But tonight, speaking metaphorically about midnight, at midnight tonight, there's been a change in my heart. There's been a change in my spirit. Oh, we're gonna worship here in a moment, but I need you to get this in your spirit. At midnight tonight, the time has changed. And when that time changed, their mind changed. And I'm here to tell you right now, I know it's 11, 12. I know it's still morning, but somebody's midnight is tonight. Somebody's getting ready to have a change of heart. Somebody's getting ready to have a change of mind. I'm preaching from the front to the back. If I'm talking to you, you ought to step up by faith. You ought to come down here and rejoice. You ought to come down here and throw up your hands. You ought to praise and magnify the Lord because we've got to change our ways we got to change our mind because the old me would have already left but there's a new me here right now there's a new way there's a new beginning after all I've been through I still got to praise let's clap our hands right now until the Lord and magnify